I'm Deandra Simmons, and I'm halfway to 100, and I don't give a rip. And I'm Mama D, and I'm close to 80, and I really don't give a rip. <laughs> and I'm Amy Vanderoff, and it's easy to not give a rip. We're going to show you how. Hi, Deandra. Hi, Amy V. I am so happy to see you. I'm happy to see you, kind of. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm always happy to see you. I know. Hey, you can say it. Listen, you've been keeping a schedule like no other, and and we we know that uh, your day-to-day has been hectic, but added layer, Mama D is still missing from the picture here today. Tell us what's going on. What's she the update? Is. By the way, I already saw you this morning on TV, so my husband and I were watching you, and you looked very pretty in your green dress. Thank you. I did. <laughs> did it go well? What do you think? It did went it, very well. It went well? Yes, right. you did a good job, so right. kudos to you on that. Not Thanks that you need that. any more praise because you're excellent at it. I mean, like, whether I say it or not, you're still excellent at everything Listen, you do. We all like to have a little... No, we all like to have praise, yeah. A little... If you don't toot your own horn, you don't have any music to dance to. That's what I say. Okay. Coming from the horse's mouth, we all like to have a little praise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll cover that later, okay? <laughs> okay, so mom. So Mama, Mama is not here again, and we were hoping to possibly um, do the podcast from her home, but she's still in rehab. What I mean by rehab, people, so, because I went to Starbucks, and I was like, I said, oh, I need to hurry up because my mom's in rehab, and I thought, you probably think my mom's in rehab, rehab. I mean, she's in physical therapy rehab. Let's get this straight, okay? (laughs) (laughs) She's not at that other rehab yet. Not the other rehab. So basically, she had, let's see, a week ago, we kind of talked to her, and she just had her surgery, and then she was in the hospital, but she wasn't quite, she wanted to go home. And I decided that that was not the right thing to do. So we put her in the UT Southwestern uh, Rehab Center over there. One of the hospitals has a great rehab center. And she's been over there since last week. And she's been slowly getting the hang of it. The problem is, you know, she's got to get on a walker and on a scooter before she leaves. And when she fell, she really messed up her knee. So the scooter's not working out for her. So she's, it's just arm strength and everything. So she's been doing the physical therapy. Luckily, her best friend, Marion, has been there every day and they've been arguing back and forth because I can't argue with her, but she'll be like, Marion, if you think it's so easy, you come do it and she'll go do it. And then my mother will be like, okay, I'll oh, do it. Because Marion's had rehab for, she had two knees, a shoulder, a hip. So oh, she's, she's had all pro. of it. Yeah, she's a pro. Oh, I love that she's there for your mom. And I love that she's able to handle that day to day because that is not easy. Right. Well, because I if, if I was there, she'd be like, patient. well, you're 50 years old. You don't know what you're talking about. So now that Marion's there they can argue back and forth and have a good time and she can talk back to my mother I can't talk back to my mother I mean I can kind of but it doesn't work in my favor as well as if Marion does <laughs> you're just cut off and cut out exactly back. so okay she's... so this is good news she went to the rehabilitation center because we were worried about her getting home back to there's stairs there's marble it's not it was not going to be easy for her to have care well I kind of used a little bit of a I kind of pulled a mom and D junior last week I will say that so <laughs> when she wait. was fighting me, I called the hospital. There's like something called, there's a special area of people that are donors. And we just gave a large donation. So I was like, look, um, you know that little donation that we just gave? I will pull that thing out of your hand so fast your head will snatch around and spin off if you let my mother out of that hospital. Because it is not safe. Oh! So- <laughs> So that is Mama D Jr. I was like, you know that little check we just wrote? I'm going to snatch it out of your hand so fast your head's going to spin off its axis. Uh, Do not let her out. Do you understand me? Do you hear what I'm saying? And then I talked to the doctor and he's like, we're already settled. She's going to be in rehab. So, I mean, I just, I kind of was very nervous. If she went home, she doesn't understand the 
what she's able to do and not able to she do. She doesn't know her limitations. No, she doesn't even that's know. the word I'm looking for. And my brain is half working today. So you can just fill in the blanks. I'll yeah. be on. <laughs> It'll okay. be like Mad Libs. <laughs> I'll just and the an word is. Or an action word. Um, okay. She doesn't know her limitations. She no. forgets she's 78. She doesn't know she's on the injured list. She's going to try to overdo. Plus, okay, let's all be real here. She's a control freak. So, you know, I mean, she is a control freak. I'm a little bit of a control freak as well. So I understand that. But two control freaks trying to make decisions does not go well. No. So somebody else has to kind of, you know, be the bridge in there and be the voice of reason. Because if I am, she thinks I'm, she just doesn't think I'm doing it for the right decisions, you know, for some reason. It's just just a control thing. Right. So she has learned that she needs to be there. She needs to be into rehab care. She is going to go home, though, I believe tomorrow. And then she'll have somebody coming to the house. We have people staying there. But I am, I feel horrible, Amy, because I've only been to the hospital I want to say two or three times, two times because my schedule in the last week and then I went Saturday and then I was going to go Sunday and then they never responded to me about whether I was coming or not or the food situation. Mm-hmm. And then I've just been, I mean, it's, I feel awful. There's been people there all the time, but I haven't because this is probably the busiest two weeks of my life before I'm down for two weeks because I have my own ankle surgery on Friday. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have, there's so much, there's so much Deandra. Okay. So I, and by the way, how was your week? So my, let's just let's segue. Fine. Did you my, travel? My, Did you get stuck at another uh, American Airlines flight you couldn't get home on? Oh okay. <laughs> so Jeremy didn't yeah. get home. Oh, the d- same flight that got canceled. Yes. Same thing happened to him on Sunday night. He didn't get home. These Sunday night storms, if you're listening from DFW, or Dallas area. It has been insane. And Sundays has been a thing. Well, I've decided that I'm going to fly in and out of Love Field because they don't se- seem to have as many problems. Oh, well. So, maybe. yeah, Jeremy had to come home. He came home yesterday morning, thank God. They told me it was going to be Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday night. Oh, and I had to buy another ticket. Okay. You're, if you're listening, okay, so Mama D is injured. She's in rehabilitation. She has been, but you are, you have been amazing and very involved. And thank goodness she was able to go to that rehabilitation, like we said. And don't feel bad. You are, you are so good and you're so there for her. And you've been to the hospital a few times, but your schedule <laughs> and what you do on a daily basis is physically exhausting and you're physically not always in town. If it was not for the fact that we had, so last week was, I came back really late on Sunday night. Monday was the first day back in my office, which was getting ready. We had a big presentation on Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday was getting ready for that. Monday, I was at the hospital till 10. Tuesday, I was at the office until 11. Wednesday was our presentation. Thursday was a big launch party, relaunch of my brand at my home in collaboration with a company called Mint Lavender, which does those gift boxes. Friday then was a big day of, um, let's just say I was interviewing all day long. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes from 9 30 at the i was supposed to be in hair and makeup at 9 30 which was a little bit late that for on camera thing you yeah do. till nine o'clock at night but we actually finished i think about like 7 30 or 8 all right mom so. mom mom knows your schedule and she certainly knows your heart and it sounds like she's had around the clock care which we are that's all we She's got want. wonderful friends, which I'm so grateful for her friends that, and, and a few of them work at the hospital, so it's easy for them to pop in and out. Yeah. And Marion came up, her best friend for 30 years. She came up and she stayed with her. And I think she's a better choice than me because of the rehab she's been through it. You know, I mean, if you've been through something and you're staying with somebody that doesn't know what it's going to be like, and you've had the experience. Oh, sure. Anybody listening, if you've ever had to deal with yeah. stubborn moms or dads and the, you know, family issues when it comes to these sensitive subjects, it's a lot harder. Sometimes we just need our friends around and, yeah. and our peers. So don't feel bad about that. Can we go back to Wednesday's big pitch? I don't know how much you can tell us about, but you have a potential partnership with the retailer. Yes, we'll see what happens. I felt this is a thing. A lot of people have sent me questions about business. So I'm glad we're talking about this. 
because they always ask me as an entrepreneur running a business, give me some tips, give me some tricks. What do you do? How are you doing it? Because my <clears throat> business, well, actually, I own all the businesses now, Ultimate Living and Hard Night Good Morning. And everybody knows I've been struggling with the businesses since I took them away from my mother or since she gave them over to me, which I think I paid a dollar for them. She didn't give them to me. <laughs> just, so, <laughs> just so you know, I paid one dollar. So you had to actually have a transaction. I had to have a transaction. So. I love it. Can but, I buy it from you for a dollar? I'm just asking. <laughs> but so I've been trying to reinvigorate my brand, rebrand both brands. And it's a, quite an expensive, you know, I mean, outlaying of money plus, um, a lot of, I mean, it's just a, a lot of work for everybody. Sweat equity is what I'm trying to look, guys. I'm tired today. I'll do my best to find <laughs> words, okay? But it might take me a minute. Um, so Wednesday, we had been preparing. I want to say, so I want people out there ask me about business, especially the beauty business or anything in fashion, beauty. I mean, I think any business, it doesn't matter what it is, but you have to know your stuff. You have to do your research. You have to prepare. You have to have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted because if you get into a pitch meeting or into a really big, something that's going to make or break you and you can't answer a question, first of all, if you can't have to answer a question, just say, you know, I'm sorry, I don't know that right now, but I will research it and get right back to you. If you lie to someone, they will know. Please do not lie to someone because I've had people lie to me. I'm thinking... (laughs) Just say you don't know and you'll get back to me. I'd rather you do that than tell me a story because I know that you have no idea what I'm talking about because you're making something up as you go along. Yes. So that's number one. Never lie. Never lie. Number two, be completely prepared. So we, like I said, had been meeting, I want to say probably for three months to get this pitch down with a consultant that we were working with. Luckily for me, I have pitched before, but it's changed over the years because we sold our our products basically on television through infomercials. So now we're going into brick and mortar. It's a little bit different, a lot different, as you know. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things they wanted to know about our numbers, about our biggest performers, what percentage they were up, what percentage they were down, why the sales were increasing. What I mean, what is our hero product? What is our anchor product? What the evolution of the company has been over 10 years and what have I done over 10 years to get me to this point? There were so many things then specifically down to if you're meeting with a retailer, where will your brand live in their store? So that means walking the stores, looking at all the brands and kind of seeing, okay, well, it would be good next to this brand. I have a skincare company. So say, for instance, I know that they have in this store a place called The Edge. So there's philosophy there. There's going to be like Strivectin is over there. There's kind of like the up and coming little brands over there, indie beauty brands. So I would live over here in this in this area. Or if you're from, you know, a different a different retailer, same thing. Also, where are their stores located? Are they in a good territory? Well, for me, I know that people that follow me on social media largely are in Texas and Florida and the South and the Midwest. I have a huge following in the Midwest. For some reason, Chicago is one of my best places. Okay. Luckily, they're located there. So just knowing the very details about them, anytime you go into a meeting with anybody, I don't care if it's Anybody you want to do business with and you are trying to sell them something or have a partnership with them, you need to know as much about them as you know about you. Yeah. Okay. This is such million dollar tips. I hope that you guys like replay everything that Deandra just said, if you are an entrepreneur, because you are sometimes we're starring in our own movie in our own head. We're worried about what am I getting out of this? How is this going to bless me? You know, what, what do I need from this? If you start thinking about, okay, how can I bless them? What are their Mm -hmm. needs that I can fulfill? If you do your homework on anyone you're meeting, even if it's something like this, it could be in dating, it could be any relationship Mm -hmm. and really invest in learning about them. Know the names, know their store, like you said, know what their needs are and where you fit in. Everybody wants to see how is this going to generate revenue? And they had, so if I never got into the store, I'll tell you this thing. So look at the experiences in life and what they teach you, what they give you, what you 
what you're going to gain from them, whether or not you get the sale. Okay, winning is not always everything. Trust me. I know because I've won a lot of things and lost a lot of things. So just because I was there three and a half hours, Amy, I talked to these buyers, every buyer that was beauty and cosmetics was in this room. Then the president came in or the head of the whole division and said, Deandra, tell me about one product that I should buy. And why should I buy it? What's your I mean, give me the features and benefits. Give me the price point. Give me the sale on it. One minute elevator pitch or you know, 30 second elevator pitch. I did that. Then there was one gentleman I knew that was gonna be difficult. He was difficult. He was very, you know, he asked me very poignant questions like Shark Tank. I, it was exactly like Shark Tank. But luckily, and there were some things they didn't like, they're not always going to like everything you have. Be okay with that. Don't get offended. Don't get, you have to be able to accept criticism, which is one of the things I've learned over the years. So especially with your brand, if it's your baby, this is my baby. I created it. You don't like something. Oh my God, I'm offended. You can't be offended. It's a huge marketplace. You don't know what they're looking for necessarily. So I took down notes about my mission statement. And apparently my mission statement I knew was kind of fuzzy. I wasn't sure, but I articulated it. I just came up with it on top of my head, believe yeah, it or not, right. and articulated it very well. And they said, that's your mission statement. That's your, that's what, who you are. And then they wanted to change some names of products. And luckily we're in the middle of ordering things. So it worked out well. And they explained to me that the marketplace is changing. It's about textures and feel and not about day and night, but about cream and about you know the way you name things, different cream riche versus cream and all these kind of different things. I didn't know. So it was a great learning experience. We'll see what happens. If nothing happens, it was the most wonderful business meeting in my life. I'm going to the beauty show in Las Vegas at Cosmoprof. Yes. So I'm taking my knowledge with me. And now I know kind of more about, about my industry. See, I love everything that you just said because it's time well spent. And that's a good message for all of us. Even if you don't get the job, mm -hmm. even if that relationship doesn't work out, even if you spent all that time preparing and nothing comes and it doesn't produce the fruit that you thought it might. The fact that, again, you took all of that knowledge and man, you've got verbiage you know, in and out. And you've learned so much from that time in the room from them about what's happening in the marketplace and the industry that you're in. That's so good for everyone who follows you and wants to know more about business, especially in the industry of skincare. I think the most, most wonderful thing that happened too is I, I, I struggle. I love to tell my stories, but I want to tell them the right way. And I want to explain to people why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so when I left there, the person that was our consultant said, they said, you are a real person. And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course, I'm a real person. But I guess I went in as a real, um, you know, celebrity person. And then I came out as a real person with what their yes. kind of translation was. And I was just I got down in the trenches and was humble and just said, this is my struggle. I've been struggling. I just want you to know that. And this is why I believe in this brand. And I believe in women's empowerment. And I believe in these different things. And I want to be able to do them. I want to be able to make a stamp on this world, but I have to make this brand successful to be able to do that, to continue to give back to others. And they understood when I articulated it that way and how I was really, I mean, I really expressed it kind of just in the moment. And, and they saw your transparency. They saw the passion. And they see your passion and they see that you're real and you're vulnerable. You're like, hey, there's certain things in my life that you can see that are working out really well for me. I have, I'm, a, I'm in a visual space and you can see that. And there's other parts. This is my day to day. This has been my you know, my company for forever. And here's the ups and downs. And here's what my goals are. They, they, I'm sure they loved it. And they loved being in the same room with you. And they learned from you too. It was great. It was a good experience. And I'm, I was thrilled. I, there's nothing else, you know, I couldn't have come out with a better experience. And, you know, I don't have a contract or anything like that right now. We're going to follow up with them and see what happens. And I'm just happy Ooh. in the space I'm in right now. I'm grateful yeah. for where I am. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Okay.
Okay. I love that. If we have an applause track, we can do that right there. <laughs> I love that. And that's a good lesson for anyone, no matter where you're at. I think also humility, business. whatever you do, even if you have the best product and it's going to change everyone's life in the world, be humble. When you go in to talk to someone, understand they get these people in every day of their lives. Be humble, be grateful, be able to answer questions, articulate. And if they offend you, don't get offended. Just know that they're trying to help you. And the criticism and is And they're is nervous good. too, by the way. I would say people, your people who are interviewing you for that job, people who are trying to select the right products for their store, they're nervous. They want to make too. the right decisions. Yeah. They want to make right decisions too. So you have to let show some grace if they're if they're acting a little bit off. Um, I love that. Okay, so finally, another point that you made is I don't know how you're gonna have time to be off, but you need to take some time off because you too are on the injured list. Lord help me. Yeah, I have an ankle that's bone on bone and I've been dealing with it for a while and you just can only put a Band-Aid and cortisone shots and everything over it for a while and that's what I had to do. So now I've got to have surgery. So the last ditch effort before the ankle replacement is to do one more shaving my bone down and cleaning up the bone spurs and all that. And then I'm going to take, luckily I'm going to take some fat off my body. (laughs) So they're going to turn me over, flip me over, take fat out of my back and make some stem cells called lipogen from the fat. Yeah. Pump it in my ankle. They're going to pump it in my knees, my shoulder, my elbow, because my whole body's falling apart. Oh, <laughs> gosh. By the way, that that taking your own stem cell thing is a is a thing. And it's yeah. miraculous. They prevent people from getting knee replacement surgeries because of using they do. And it's not cells. cheap. So, Lord, oh, you know, no. yeah, it's expensive. It's quite expensive. So I'm glad that I am able to do it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to we'll see what happens. I'll report back. It takes a few months before it takes, you okay. know, okay. I'm like, is there any love you can put in my face? Yeah. <laughs> Some fat, from fat, transfer fat from here. One of the doctors that he works with, actually, somebody said they wanted it in their face and he put it in there. He didn't know what he was doing, but apparently it worked out okay. So, <gasps> Can I transfer my fat? I'll donate my fat to your surgery. I tell your doctor to call me. I like you can have all my thighs, my ass, my arms, everything, my I, stomach. I will, I will save everybody's knees in the DFW area. Um, and transfer my fat out. I did a your lab. I did a photo shoot yesterday for my business, and I all I could see was I have a I never have a stomach. I have a little pooch, and it was in every single thing. And it was a video. I'm like, oh my god, please, I can't hold in anymore. I've got to stop eating. This is crazy. But it's I the mean, only thing that nobody else will ever see it. By the way. Oh yeah, they will. They'll Use circle your- it and send me big fat. Fo- they'll circle. They'll take the video, they'll blow it up, and they'll circle my tummy, and they'll send me a photo of it. Oh, okay. Just just in case I didn't know that my stomach was sticking out, I'm how sure many, you'll tell me. Let me know about it. How many followers do you think you have on social media total? Do you know? 250,000, maybe. 250, maybe not that. No, say 40, let's say 40-something, then 160. I'm not good with math. Yeah, 250, 250 about with on the different platforms. Okay. And yeah. So many people love you, Deandra. So many people love you well, and your mom, a, and they appreciate you, know. you, but like you say... Some people love me. Some people like me. It's some fine. Some people aren't very kind to you. In fact, you just posted the most beautiful selfie on oh, that's Twitter. So funny. What happened? What happened when you posted? So that Friday when I had my interview, I did, it was selfie day, National Selfie Day. So I thought, okay, I'm done. I'll go outside and get my selfie right now and get this taken care of because I'm always struggling for content just because of my time. I don't have. I don't plan it out like I should. So I took the selfie and it was an okay picture, but people really liked it. My makeup was lighter than usual. And let me just say something about makeup, people. I Do I have very much makeup on today? Nothing. And I barely wear makeup during the day when I'm out and about doing my business. I choose to wear makeup when I want to. It's not because I have to. I'm not like hiding behind a mask. It's just a different look. It's fun for me. It's like playing dress up all the time. So 
you know, find something else to argue with me about or to criticize me about besides my makeup because I don't wear it all the time. Really, I mean, most of the time I'm not wearing. What are they saying to you? You wear too much makeup. You look like a drag queen. You look like an old hag. That red lipstick looks horrible on you. Your eyelashes are awful. I mean, just it just goes on and on and on. And these are the people that are following you, by the way. Yeah, I I find it very amusing that they want to take the time out to criticize someone they don't know. What are you doing in your life? Go worry about in your, you know, what's in your own backyard? Worry about worry about what's over there. Well, isn't that social media tied up? How embarrassing for you that you have to criticize somebody you don't know. It's like (laughs) Howard Stern would always say Howard Stern would say my my I have this many listeners because of those who like me. But I have this many listeners because the people that don't like me listen even more. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of Twitter and that's social media. And everyone, whether you have two followers or 250 like Deandra, you see it. The people that there's always people lurking that are interested but we'll, we'll be the ones shooting the air. Well, I feel bad because my makeup artist, my poor makeup artist gets, I mean, just criticized all the time about my makeup. So uh, Ray Medrano, he's at Beauty Dish Studios. He's the one that does my makeup. And so he put my selfie on Twitter. And all these people that whenever he puts anything, they just, they hate on me, just whatever it is. But the funny thing is they were saying comments like, well, she really does look beautiful. Her makeup looks great. But she's still an inflamed asshole and we hate her. <laughs> So and then all the people are like, yeah, she's really beautiful, but we don't like her. She's a bitch. You know see, what I mean? It's just they're so moths funny. to the flame. Do it's you see just, what they're doing? They're like, oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. But we must we must say something hateful. At the yeah, I mean, moment. it's just hilarious the way they still have to get the dig in, but they are going to give it. They gave a compliment, which he's like, well, at least they're giving compliments now. It's so funny. That's what <laughs> you need to remember. Forget the insults. <sighs> and then, okay, so the other thing I'm going to tell you. So somebody said, actually... To my mother, you know, I read you this little this little Facebook mm-hmm. post about, well, if you're in the skincare business and you haven't talked about plastic surgery, well, we've talked about plastic surgery. And if you're criticizing us for having plastic surgery, that's on you. I have said, if I've said one time, I've said a thousand times, there is no cream in the world that can fight gravity. It can make you look better. But it can't do what 50 years of being weighed down on this earth has done to your face or your body. So what creams do in the skincare business, what that does is it's an adjunct therapy to help you maintain a youthful appearance. It is not going to lift your neck up off your chest, okay? I mean, that's not going to happen. Or you lift your boobs off your waist. There's no cream that's going to do that. The only thing that's going to do that is plastic surgery. And if I decide to get plastic surgery... Who cares? I'm still going to sell. I'm still going to use good skincare. Just because I got a pla- just because I got a facelift, I'm going to go yeah. out and use a bar of soap on my face. I don't think so. That's right. So we're, that, that's the perfect point right there. You're not. You guys are not hiding anything. You guys are full disclosure about procedures, especially you. You've been so vulnerable about talking I mean, about things. Let's that you've get. Done. I mean, if I hope everybody's listening. I've had my boobs done, my nose done, my face done. I've had liposuction. Okay, what else? When I get a next procedure, I'll let you know about that too. <laughs> Who cares? If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And yes, I'm still going to sell skincare that I use on my face and I make in the lab because it works and it is good skincare. Okay? There it is. Leave me the F alone, people. Oh, she is fired up today, Tommy. I love it, right? Tommy, he won't even put the mic near him anymore. He's so afraid of us. But but I like that. And thank you. Thank you for addressing that. And again, you are being real and you're being vulnerable. And you're saying to people, I sell skincare. I believe in it. I want healthy skin. I want to put good things on my body and on my face. It has something very different than looking oh, like grabbing You're going to love this. Last year, I think I did something with People Magazine on like how no can they go or something. So it was no makeup. I got out of the shower, no filters, nothing. Just took a selfie and gave it to them. 
And I've noticed other women didn't quite do as much honesty, but then people started trashing me. Your eyebrows are microbladed. You obviously have eyeliner on. Okay, I can't take a tattoo off my face. It ain't gonna happen, okay? You know, so yes, my eyebrows are tattooed because when you get old, you start losing them and you start getting that hair on the side of your face instead of <laughs> above your eyes, okay? Which is what happened this morning. Uh, like, I just have laser. Why do I have this like huge hair growing out of the side of my face? <laughs> So then my eyeliner, I also had done several years ago, which I just can't wipe off when I get out of the shower and take a selfie. And my lips, people. Yes, I've also had my lips tattooed. So get over yourself. Maybe you should go get it too. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all. Gosh. Kind of like Miranda. That's all. That nitpicking. It's like, you know what? If you, why are, if you're going to be vulnerable and tell your people who are following you because they're genuinely interested in you. And then they, they turn their guns on each other. I don't get it. Like, oh, we're, now we're all here and we're listening to you. But now let's take our guns and turn it on each other. That's not how it's supposed to be. If you're with a tribe, or with a group, you're following people. Why, why the attack within? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, as you know, the stuff that you that you sell the Plexerm actually works is a temporary 10, 10 yes. hours. OK, yeah, yeah. it'll pull you up. It'll make, you know, for 10 hours. But I'm sorry when you take it off. Yeah. Back again. And I mean, same no... thing with my any skincare. It's just the way it is. Yes. So go to the plastic surgeon, get your injections, do whatever you want to do. But don't call me and tell me that I'm selling snake oil because I'm not. No, I'm no. telling you exactly. Transparent people, Deandra. That's not the masses. Most people know your it wasn't heart. even me. It was my mother. So I'm really mad because she attacked my mom. So, oh, yeah. Don't come after Mama D. Yeah. Okay. This woman apparently needs to go to some place and get some things done, too. <laughs> <laughs> to and there it is. <laughs> dig, 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 dig. Okay. And you are, you are so good about... I just looked her up. That's you, why I know. So, I know. I saw her picture, too. I, uh, oh, you should send her a free shipment of every product that you have. Well, then in her also, I have to just add this in because I just, I guess it's because I have the platform right now with you, Amy, is that she talked about having money and profiting. And meanwhile, all of her pictures are like, I'm in Czechoslovakia. I'm in Bora Bora. I'm in Hawaii. Uh, I'm over in Japan. I'm like, excuse me, lady. Well, I mean, it's I like now surprised. you're going to berate us for actually being successful. I mean, sorry. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's in the game. She's in the industry, too. I think so she's, she's had a few you things down. done, but they didn't come out right. She probably I, has a nice cream or something. She's talking skincare and is jealous. Um, but, you know, I want to talk seriously about like you are dealt so many slings and arrows. You have such a good attitude. You have found a way to toughen up and have thick skin. You have found a way to navigate the waters of being a public figure. But it's not always easy. Sometimes in, in moments, like you said, you revealed after surgery, you were you were not in a good place um, after surgery and recovering. It could be a dark time. So many people can relate to that. And we go through different seasons in our life. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's stress, anxiety. Maybe um, it's self-esteem issues, whatever. But better help we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. And so many people opt out of therapy because of cost or because of convenience or they don't know where to start. Well, I love BetterHelp because as I learned more about it, they also have financial aid, which that's hard to find places that'll work on a sliding scale or will yep. let you have a payment plan or something like that. I know that the person I go to who's great, I have to pay when I go and it's not cheap. You know, right. and also they do exactly what I do because I can't go to an office all the time. You can either text, you can go on Skype, you can do a FaceTime call, right. you can have a phone call just to get the help when you need it, because sometimes you need it really quickly. And yeah. calling 911 is not not the answer necessarily. It sometimes is what has to happen or, or a crisis center. Mm -hmm. But if you have a person that you are regularly scheduled with and they can kind of get you through, or maybe if you're in crisis, I'm sure they could help you at that time too. But BetterHelp really kind of st steps in and fills the gap for me with my lifestyle and you with your lifestyle. Yep. 
when I need help, it may not be, I might have to change all of my appointments. So this would work. I mean, this works for me. Yeah, they meet you where you're at. And these are licensed professional counselors. And again, they specialize in so many things from depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, sleeping issues, and more. And it's an affordable option, like you said, and financial aid for those who qualify. I don't give a rip. You're going to get a discount here. So if you uh, if you look at I don't know, betterhelp.com slash rip, so betterhelp.com slash rip, you're going to get 10% off your first month. And the discount code is RIP, R-I-P. Check them out if you're having some struggles in your life and have opted out of therapy and want something that's convenient and uh, you're going to get matched with a counselor that you love. Don't be embarrassed about it because everyone has problems and everyone has struggles in life. And the best thing you can do is admit it, get help and move on and make, you know, take victimization or things that have happened negatively in your life and create a victory out of it because we are all capable of doing that with the right help. And if you have to take medication, that's fine. I take medication. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It makes me able to deal with my life and the stress and the struggles that I go through, which are very real every day. And it helps me be able to navigate my my life. And you you have a surgery coming up. So let's talk about that because Last time you had some surgery, the post-op was mm-hmm. really difficult for mm-hmm. you. You found yourself isolated. You found yourself depressed. You have another surgery coming up. Jeremy is going to be traveling. It's always the fa- it's, so, it's so funny. It's always whenever we have these tornadoes, my husband's out of town. So the house is going to blow away. He's not going to be here to help me. And then the second thing is that usually when I have surgery, it just happens that he's out of town. So this time I have Friday coming up. I feel like and- he's definitely doing this on purpose, by the way. Jeremy, I'm calling you. <sighs> I don't know. But I do, I will tell you, I don't know if it's the anesthesia or medication. I'm sure the pain medicine and, you know, all those things contribute to getting depressed. And then you have to sit at home. For my case, I've had to sit at home for two weeks. And you and your mom are in opposite corners, both injured with with foot injuries. Like, who's going to take care of you guys? We're both. Actually, I told Jeremy I want a photo shoot of us on walkers or scooters, (laughs) scooters scooting around together. I think that would be fun. Like a little video. They're going to video shoot on scooters. I want to see that. A boomerang. (laughs) Actually, we should do it. I don't give a photo with you standing between the us and our two scooters. (laughs) I'm I'm racing you down the hallway. I'll be like, can you mark? That'll be fine. So yeah, I'm all on location. We're going to come see you. I am actually going to call them after my surgery because I know I'm already ready for what's going to happen. I'm going to get depressed two days after and Jeremy's gone and my friends are great and they come and visit and they do spend time. But at the same time, you're sitting in your bed thinking of all the things that you're not accomplishing because you can't and the world is passing you by and I'm going to miss an opportunity or I'm not or I'm not lucid enough to answer this question mm-hmm. that because I'm on pain medicine and all those things start scaring you. And at this time in my life at 50, when I'm trying to build my brand, it's crucial for me to have two weeks off because I I'm forced to take it is really kind of flipping me out, to be honest I'm with sure. you. And I'm terrified of letting two weeks go by with not accomplishing the next goal that I've set out for myself. Yep. That's how, just, I mean, how human of you, we so. get, we get that. And that's how, that's how we're wired. But I'm also terrified of getting fat again because I tend to eat after surgery, which I'm actually, actually, you've all seen me. If you saw, if you see my photo shoot from yesterday, which you will see eventually, my tummy is already fat. So I need to, I need to like, actually, maybe I should just tell them to wire my mouth shut so I can just get liquid through the straw and then I won't be eating solid food. But I guarantee you, I would put a damn cheeseburger in the Vitamix and get it through a straw. (laughs) You're like, where there's a will, there's a way. Basing that stuff somehow, <laughs> getting it in her body. But I listen. How again? How human of you? And you know what? You need to give yourself some more self love. And so many people who are listening to our podcast love you. And I want you guys to comment on that and how much you love her and you follow her. And she's an example of all things great. 
about being a woman. So there's my my plug for people to give you some love. But it's it's been a lot. Okay, so my summer, I'm juggling my son. Yeah, out I want to know how you're handling your son out of school. It's so hard, and and I'm singing everyone's song. You know, when you're working, you're worried about home. When you're home, you're worried about work. And then when kids are out of school, it's the constant juggle. Now this week, I'm blessed because he's in an <clears> awesome <throat> summer camp all week. Um, but then there's weeks where there's nothing, and it's it's been very difficult. So I get it. You're you're always pulled in two different directions. What are you? What's the difference? Okay, so when you were married and you had. Um, Wyatt, okay, mm-hmm. now that you're a single mother, what would you say are the biggest challenges? Because you do, you are successful and you can have help and you could afford help and things like that. But what are your biggest challenges? What do you, what keeps you awake at, light, wor- at night when you're worried about parenting and your son and things like that? I think all of a sudden I've become the man and the woman in the relationship. So although he has a dad who's very active in his life and is wonderful, at the end of the day in my home, I'm both roles. And so that's, I'm, I'm doing things I never did before. I had to learn to get organized. I bought a home up by myself. So there's no one to turn to when shit hits the fan mm-hmm. or the fan stops working and say, what should we do? Who should we call? How much should we pay for this? When should we have them come out? It's all on me. So I think the, the balance of I'm mom and I'm making lunches and I'm going to the basketball games, but I'm also taking care of all of the different contractors that might come into a house and providing all the solutions for that home, whether it's managing pest control or the lawn people. And then plus I own my own business in this little LLC of mine and working and negotiating contracts and doing proposals. So there's so many different parts of my brain that are working all all times. So I'd say the thing that keeps me up at the end of the day is just, you know, I hope I can keep sustaining this. This is a lot to do. But you don't have any like, I mean, anxiety or guilt and say, oh, I don't have enough time with my son or I'm not doing it. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. So how as a mom, do you kind of work through that or do I'm you gonna, have it at all? I'm going to tell you, me and my son spend way too much time together. Maybe that's what I need to call better help about my codependency with my son. We are together all of the time, um, which is a blessing. You know, we have a very particular relationship because I live in Dallas with my son, and our family is not from here. And my ex-husband is here, but mm-hmm. his family is also not from here. We moved here uh, when we were married for work. So we're in the middle of the country. It's only him and I. And so we spend a lot of time together. Plus, because there's only one, he comes on the road with me as well. So I would say the guilt part, I'm blessed that I am able to spend so much time with him and do so much with him. But the balance part about being, there's no co-provider in my household. That part is just every day, you know, and anybody who's an entrepreneur like we are, and I love the risk and reinvention. I love that I'm not tied to a TV job every single day anymore, but it's some months are great and I make lots of money and then other months are like, oh my gosh. Well, that's the other issue for me too, as well. And Jeremy, we talk about it all the time in public, but you're the breadwinner. I'm the breadwinner. So if I don't make it rain or if you don't make it rain, it doesn't happen. Um, the lights just don't come on by themselves and the telephone bill just doesn't get paid by itself or the cable bill or whatever. And, and my husband's a retired uh, veteran for all those who didn't know that from the military. And plus, so he gets a stipend every month, his retirement, and then he's a photojournalist. Well, photojournalism is feast or famine, but you can't, in our life, we can't pay our bills every month, you know, hoping, because sometimes they might not pay you for three, four, five, six months, these companies. Mm-hmm. And even though they're supposed to, they don't. But so I have to be the one that brings in the money every month that pays for all yeah. the just the necessities in life. And and he's okay with that. And I knew that when I married him. And that's fine. I am, have no judgment on that. I love my husband. I married him because I love him. And I'm deeply in love with my husband. We bring different things to the table. But sure. when you have that press, that pressure and that stress on you, 
a lot of my girlfriends are like, well, I have children, I have this, I have that. Yes, but they're not responsible for bringing home the bacon. And that's a complete different level of responsibility that is such a burden and an onus on me all the time. And I mean, I literally sometimes I'm in tears about the business and we're going to make it and how much money do we need this month to pay everybody that, I mean, I can't literally, I can run my house without having help because I'm not there to actually do certain things. And I have to have somebody as an assistant and I have to do, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And one of my assistants that worked for me before said, you know, I didn't realize how much income it takes to, to just do the things to get through the day to run your business and to get your house, you know, yep. she didn't understand that. And it's not, oh, I have to be rich and all that. It's just amount of money that it takes to run the life that just just to sustain from day to day. Yeah. And I want and my husband have- to have those trips and I want him to, yeah. to follow his dream. And I have no problem with that. I mean, but you're, I get what you're saying. You're both co-providers in some ways yeah. and you're enabling him to live his best life and use his giftings from God. And he's doing the same for you, but it, there's different responsibilities that you both care. Right, he has a kid in college, so yeah. I certainly want him to uh, take care of his son in college, and yep. and also the, we have two kids. So Cohen is in college; he's a straight A student. He's going into his junior year, so we help him with his rent and then part of his you know tuition. Now Keaton is still trying to figure out what he wants to do, and we're willing to help him too, but he hasn't really decided. So I'm all about helping your kids if you can, and I will work those extra hours to help Jeremy and his children. I have no problem with that because. At the end of the day, I know that I'm helping them create their dreams for their life, even though they're not my children, doesn't matter. And I actually, you're going to laugh at this one, thought for a hot minute recently about having a baby, even though I'm 50. Wait, what? <clears throat> Wait, yeah. what about is Dolly Parton? Is Dolly Parton still in the picture? Dolly Parton's still in the picture. Dolly Parton is adorable. But I thought, you know, okay, I'm 50 years old. Janet Jackson had a baby. And everybody <gasps> says, oh, you'd be such a great mother. And I'm thinking, but I'm exhausted Is this all where the time. Deandra Simmons reveals she's pregnant? No, I'm not pregnant. God help me. No, I'm not pregnant. But I did think about it. And I actually Whoa. asked, I asked my friend Cameron for her fertility doctor, but I haven't called yet. So, and I also think because I'm so tired and all the things in my life, I don't want to take time away from a child and I don't want to nanny to bring up my kid. I mean, I just don't, I don't know, Amy. I just, I, I, I waffle back and forth, but I think I'm back on the no only because I, first of all, I don't even know if I could have children. Um, so that's an issue. It's always mm-hmm. been an issue. So, but I want, you know, I thought about it for a hot minute and I just, I don't want, I don't have enough time in my life as it is now. It wouldn't be fair. Okay. But I, I could see why you would think about this. And I'm sure there's a lot of women who may have opted out for whatever reason from having kids that have had these moments of saying, you know, what if, and how People I say, well, you'll, you'll work it out. I'm thinking I can barely work my life out now. Well, there you go. So, maybe you're, you know, and maybe you're meant to have children in your life in another way. And you certainly have three. And I don't want to be selfish. This is the thing just because, oh, I think I have to have a baby. I don't want to be selfish. And then I can't provide for my child in the mm-hmm, right way. Mm-hmm. That's my big fear. Yeah, of course. Is, I really worry about those kind of things and my age. I mean, if I had met Jeremy when I was 35, different story. Look but how I didn't. mindful you are though. Look how mindful of everything. When you talk through things, I love Tom, you're shaking your head. Yes, you hear it. Look how mindful you are. I have these desires, but I'm very, you have such good common sense as well, which is so great. You're working it out with yourself. You're well, saying, I, I have these selfish. desires, but I mean, I'm, I'm also thinking about the other I don't, And parts. people criticize me for not having children, but I don't want to be selfish. And I also look at, you know, guess what? I have fears. I'm an only child. I'm going to be alone in the end of my life. Yeah, that scares me. But is that a reason to have a baby? No, that's, that's selfish. I will figure it out just like I figured everything out in my life. Did I want a child at one time? Yes. Do I think I'm too old right now? Yes, probably. But I just, I want you to know people, and I want to say this on the podcast because people a lot of times criticize me about the children and I wasn't married at the right time to have a child for me, okay? Yep. But 
I also think about if I had a child, then is it just because DeAndre Simmons has to have a child or, and, and, and then I don't want to be alone when I'm older. That's, that's not fair. No, that's, that's, that's no. the worst decision you can and, make. And there's so many, and think about it this way. There's so many different ways you could have done it. We know people get married when they're younger and now they're divorced. Well, we could do it that way. But now look at me. I got married younger and I, I have a beautiful son, but I'm divorced. Well, that's one way to go about it or wait to get married mm-hmm. and then get married later and then, you know, see see what life brings you then. So I, I think you're human of you to go through this in your head to say what if in different scenarios or something about milestones like turning 50 that will do that. I think it's just, yeah, you kind of look at your past and your future and think about what have I done? What have I not done? And what things did I miss? Of course, I missed that window. But I did have one pregnancy. It was a tubal pregnancy. I almost died. So that was, I mean, I literally was hours away from that would be the end of my life because it was so horrible. So so that was after that, I had to be really kind of cognizant of everything. And so that, that is, you know, that's an issue with me too. My fear of that ever happening again was horrible. So of course. So for those of you that question my decisions all the time, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we learned a lot about you today. You talked a lot and you talked from the heart and you talked passionately and you revealed a lot. Um, okay, so the recap is Mama D is still uh, on the injured list. She's moved from the hospital to rehabilitation. We're hoping she gets better soon. You are going in to have some surgery, get your ankle fixed, like two on the injured list. And uh, so that means the I Don't Give Her podcast is going on the road. We are going to go on the road this week. Mama D was not ready to receive us. She's in rehabilitation. So we are going to either go to your house or her house next, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to we're going to do a little behind the scenes. I'll of, take lots of pain medicine. So I'm extra funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> or extra unfiltered. Oh, oh my I God. love it. Can I be any more unfiltered? I don't know. I'll be like, here's champagne. You can drink with that, right? A few, <laughs> a few more episodes and I'll be like Howard, Howard Stern will be like <laughs> child playtime. <laughs> be like kindergarten. Oh, Howard Stern's nothing. Oh, Just listen to me. <laughs> R rated. We're going to earn that explicit rating one of these weeks. All right. Well, Where are the men with thongs? Bring them in. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're moments away from doing that. So we are going to be celebrating um, 4th of July with our loved ones next week. So it's a good opportunity for you to catch up on all the I Don't Give a Rip podcasts that you may have missed up until now. And the next podcast you hear us, we will be live on location either at Deandra's house or at Dee's house because they're both going to be recovering from surgery. And we're going to bring you live medicated Mama D and Deandra Simmons. <laughs> It'll be good. And remember to subscribe. Subscribe because it's free right here. I don't give a rip. And uh, make sure you're following us on social media at Amy Vanderoff on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Deandra, we can find you at Deandra Simmons on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And follow Mama D. Follow Mama D. And she's D Simmons or Mama, M-O-M-M-A, D Simmons on Instagram. Easy to find. All right. You feel well. Be well. Don't hurt anybody. <sighs> Lord. Well, I'm going to be medicated. So <laughs> Not even myself, Amy. Perfect. (laughs) And we'll see you all next time.